Last season, on My Comic Shop History, a comic book store fell, a community united, and a podcast was born. Now, out of the ashes of the alternate reality saga, a new story begins. This season, on My Comic Shop History, we will explore the world of comic book collecting as we answer the question, what makes a collector? This is season two of My Comic Shop History. Welcome to Season 2 of My Comic Shop History. I am your host, Anthony Desiato. We're back, and we are recording on a Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, at a comic book shop, The Spider's Web, in Yonkers. Uh, This season, we are going to be exploring the world of comic book collecting. And when I decided that that was going to be the focus of this new round of episodes, um, there was one person who I knew had to be on this episode. Uh, So please, let me introduce uh, my first guest, Mr. Brian Claudio. How are you? We are also joined by another gentleman who is no slouch in the collecting department, uh, my former Alternate Realities co-worker, Steve Ryan. Welcome. Hey. Hi. <laughs> All right. So welcome to both of you guys. Thank you for uh, joining me today. Thank you for having us. Uh, so, Brian, when I had you on the show last season, uh-huh. I, I promised that we were going to talk about comic book collecting, and we didn't get to it. Yeah, I remember. But the time has finally come. You get a whole episode now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, there, I as I mentioned to you guys um you know, we were talking beforehand, you know, this this new season, there are a lot of different topics and themes that I want to cover, uh, you know, within this world of comic book collecting. So we're going to do an episode that's all about collecting original art. We'll do an episode on toys. We'll do an episode on dads and what happens to your collecting uh, when your family expands. So those are kind of sort of the areas that we're going to hit um, as we move forward. But I thought you guys, and, and you, Brian, in particular, would be perfect to have on for this first episode um, because your collection really encompasses a lot, and I feel like there's a lot that we can talk about that's sort of going to tee up uh, the season and everything that's to come. Well, yeah, it's true. I do collect a lot of different stuff within the collecting of comics. Comics, toys, posters, original artwork as far as sketches and stuff like that. It's a lot. It's nuts, yeah, for sure. And Steve, what, uh, what are some of the things that you are currently collecting? Currently, uh, some figures, not as much in comics, but uh, figures, the pop vinyls, which you and I have talked a great deal about. Um, but in the past, it's been, you know, statues, posters, some art, original art sketches like uh, Claudio. I uh, have like one piece of original page art and then... Uh, a lot, some of the higher end figures like the hot toys. Cool. But then there's always the kind of stuff that, you know, I mean, that's, that's the usual stuff the toys, the comics. I mean, I'll go out there and I'll see like a Captain America toothbrush and I'll pick that up. I mean, by itself, it's, it's absolutely nuts. But when you put it on the shelf with all the other crap, it actually blends in very nicely. Mm-hmm. See, Steve Ryan, you're such a pedestrian <laughs> yeah. when it comes to collecting. You don't have, how many toothbrushes do you have? No, see, I, I, we, we've talked a great deal about this because he, he goes for everything and I, I'm very, a little, 
I don't want to say very selective, but a little more selective in that, uh, you know, I try and limit it to toys and figures. Because aside from comics, I also do, you know, movies and I do movie posters. You know, I collect, DV, you know, a lot of DVDs and whatnot. And I feel like if I didn't collect those other things, I probably would go full tilt into uh, everything else and everything cap. You know what it was? There was a time, and this is going back years and years ago, where you would never see anything Marvel anywhere. You can walk into any kind of store and it, yeah, it's just a you know, store with whatever it's sold, pharmacy or whatever. But since then, you know, you walk into any store now and there's something there that's that's Marvel. I want to say it was probably like the mid-90s because I know, and Anthony, you can probably back me up, that growing up, I grew up reading comics, but there wasn't like a lot of merchandise. No. You, you, you might be able to get, I mean, the t-shirts they had, you had to order from the comic book store and usually they had that in the comic book right they had like all the different kinds of t-shirts you could buy right but you couldn't just go into like a target or no and no. just find a comic book t-shirt no, the, the only, the only uh, i mean if you went to like a department store like say in the old days like alexander's you have to go to the toy department yeah and even then you didn't really find too much marvel stuff yeah i know? mean you could f occasionally find figures in like bradley's or caldor's but yeah and this is i'm, I'm, I'm talking almost way back like 60s and 70s you know this <laughs> back I mean, when dinosaurs roamed the earth yeah that, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth and fred flintstone was hanging out and yeah. and no, there was there's plenty of Flintstone stuff, but Marvel <laughs> stuff, no. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, my mother, t t you know, tells the story all the time. When I was little and I was really into Superman, you know, it was hard to find even Superman merchandise. Yeah. Um, and now, of course, you know, you're overflowing not just with Superman, but with everything else you guys have mentioned. Um, so, you know, we've already mentioned a, you know a number of things, and I kind of want to unpack all of it. And to kind of start, I want to I want to paint a picture. Now, obviously, this is a podcast; it's an auditory medium, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, we're talking about this collection that people may not have seen. Uh, for those who did watch my comic shop documentary, uh, your your collection, Brian, is featured in there. Right. And um, I recently posted the clip of that man cave segment uh, on the the podcast Facebook page, and I'll post it again when this when this episode goes up. So for anyone listening to this who who really wants to see it, uh, just go on the Facebook page, watch the clip, and you can see what we're talking about. Um, but for everyone else, uh, we will we will paint as vivid a word picture <laughs> as we can. We'll use a thousand words, obviously. Absolutely. So, Brian, I guess just to kind of kick us off here, um, you know, when I saw your collection for the first time, it was it was pretty staggering, and uh, it was a lot to take in. Just the scope of it, in terms of you know, the number of items, the variety of items, the way they're displayed. Um, again, it, it just, it was really, really striking. So, uh, would you mind just kind of describing what that room in your home looks like? It's kind of hard to move around. There's so much stuff in it, but no, um, it's basically, it's all Marvel. You know, I have a ton of DC stuff, but there's obviously just no room for it. It's all Marvel and I try to put it in a, I try to make it as orderly as possible. You know, Avengers in one in one section, and then all the individual Avengers get their own little shelves or whatever. And you know, the FF have a have a, a few shelves, and the Hulk has like a like six shelves, and Spider Man has a whole wall to himself because that's what they sell mostly of is all Spider Man stuff. Um, and then on the very top, I try to put posters because that's the easiest. To, you know, it's, it's the highest up. You can see it very easily. And then it goes from like action figures and maybe. Um, mini mates and you know i try to put the teams together as much as possible with x-men and, and the avengers um and then in between all the figures and all and all that kind of stuff i just put all the oddball stuff in the toothbrushes and the you know the the, the you know the, the ball you know like a, like a baseball with someone's image on it and um 
statues or you know there's like there's, there's rows of, sta- of little statues the mini or well, the Bowen um mini um the mini bust the mini bust and they had, he had the mini statues for a while which I really loved I'm, I'm, I'm sad when he got rid of those um just stuff like that you know and, and try to put books you know if the book has a nice um cover to it I'll put that up um just basically that's and there's just rows and rows of it. You know, I try to. Cl- the problem with the Avengers is like a million Avengers. So, you know, every time I see something of Hellcat, hey, I got to get that. It's Hellcat, you know? Yeah, it's. You know, one thing that always stood with me uh, from when I filmed in there was at one point you said, the only thing I regret is that I don't have oh, no. more room. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted more space so that you could display even more. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I haven't stopped collecting. But obviously that space in, in, in itself is just is, is filled to capacity. So, yeah, if I had more room, forget it. I, I would lose my mind. Now, as far as, you know, the way you display things, because this is something sort of the OCD nature of a comic book collector is something that's going to come up a lot, uh, I think, over the course of this season. Now you're saying I'm sick, huh? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, you but, are, but yeah. <laughs> we're but not one, saying it. But one thing that's interesting it's all passion, guys. It's yeah. all passion. But um, one thing that was always interesting to me is that um, you do display everything. You don't have everything in boxes tucked away. Right. They are displayed. Yes. Well, I, I try to display as much as possible. I mean, I do have, like, at least 10 bins of Spider-Man stuff that isn't displayed because there's just no room. But, yeah, I always try to display as much as possible. And um, that's, maybe that's why I collect like, a lot of the smaller stuff, like mini mates and such, and stuff like that, because they're just easier to display. Instead of getting, you know, huge, you know, um, statues which take up, you know, two or three feet or something. That's just, yeah. I re- I'd rather put as much as I can into what space I have. So, if listeners of this podcast want to see it in person and they were willing to pay admission, would you would you open <laughs> up your would you open up your man cave? <laughs> not, not, at, not at this moment, no. <laughs> no. Too, rather, ma- too many little things that could probably go missing. Yeah, well, no, that's not that. You know, it's just that um, uh, this time is just you know it's just not very practical to do something like that. I mean, one day I would love maybe you know if I could do what like I Sweetwater, which Star Wars did. I think uh, somebody got him a warehouse. And just dis- and they display everything, all the Star Wars stuff. I would love to do something like that one day. You know, that would be something. How big a display area do you think you would need? Like, looking at the room around us now, could this you could you fill this room? store easily? Yeah, I could fill this store easily. Do you, by any chance, know the dimensions roughly of the room that you currently use to store your your oh, collection? Oh, nine by fifteen, maybe, something like that. And yeah, I mean. You know, like, like I said, I have all the posters in, in on top, and I have over 200 posters. Speaking of numbers, that was that was going to be my next question. I mean, could you even venture a, an estimate, a guess, as far as like oh, how many man. pieces you have? Pieces, I mean, we must be in, in the thousands. It, it's definitely in the thousands. Uh, maybe in hundred thousand, maybe pieces. If you go through every little piece, it, it could be a hundred thousand pieces, easy. Steve Ryan, can you think of any other collectors out there who you know who are who are bigger collectors than than Brian? Easily, no. That's well, why you're on the season premiere, well, buddy. I, I know you go, but you go online, you see, you know, I've seen other collections, you know, of people they take pictures of their collections, and some of them are really impressive. Are there some that make even you envious? Um, if they have enough, like a lot of the older stuff, yeah, I'm like, wow, I wish I had that. Ah, oh, that's cool. 
You know, there's this one guy I saw who was on um, eBay. And he wasn't really, he was selling something, but for some reason he had, he felt the need to take pictures of his Captain America collection. And he had it all in, in glass and he had some really, really nice stuff. Some unique stuff and some older stuff that I was like, wow, very cool. Cool. Well, there are, you know, there are a number of collecting habits that I, I do want to talk about. Um, and I'm curious as, they, as to how they play out in your hobby. But before we get to that, could you take us back to the beginning uh, of how this started for you? Because I feel like, and I'm curious to, to talk to everybody as they come on these episodes, because I feel like there is, you know, a, a progression in one's hobby. You know, you have that first impression, that introduction, uh, where you first maybe dip your toes into the water. There's something that grabs you, whether, you know, for me, it was a Superman action figure. And I'll be talking more about that in the next episode. But, um, you know, that kind of first you know, just grabbed me. Right. Um, and that informed a lot of what I became as a collector moving forward. Um, and then I think there's sort of a, a tipping point where you really get into it, you know, maybe to, to a larger extent, which clearly has happened for you. But like I said, if you wouldn't mind just kind of taking us to the beginning, what was your first introduction to this world of comic books? Oh, well, comic books. That's, I was about, I don't know, six or seven years old, uh, living in the Bronx, and we were going to get haircuts. In the neighborhood barbershop, and the guy had a stack of comics there. And so I think my brothers picked a couple, and I picked Fantastic Four Annual Number Three. And the cover, the cover basically just shows all these superheroes and supervillains kicking the crap out of each other. And I was like, wow, this is great. And it was a big, thick book, and it was all kinds of characters in it. I had, I had no idea who half these characters were. All I knew was Spider Man, I think, you know, maybe the Fantastic Four, because they had the cartoons at the time. And the rest of them, like Cyclops, I was like, what the, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> you know, you didn't, you didn't see his eyes. He just had this beam coming out of it. And um, that was the first comic book. And from then, every time I went to a candy store or whatever, there was always, you know, they, they, had a, they had a comic book rack, went straight to it, begged my parents, buy me this comic, buy me this comic book. I mean, there were times when they said, no, <laughs> you can't have it. <laughs> I remember once I went with that, my mother, um, I think I was, we were down on Broadway, and the, the candy store had uh, Avengers Annual 2, Old Avengers versus New Avengers. And the covers were always so colorful back then. And I asked my mom and pleaded with her, no, 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 no you can't have it, you know. And, but since then, you know, but as I got older, you know, you get allowance or you work or whatever, and you start buying these things for yourself. And there wasn't, as far as toys, like we were talking about before, there wasn't really too much in toys. It was strictly the comics. And a couple of times I listened away for the posters, you know, that, they, that Marvel Mania would sell. And um, then in the, seven, the early 70s, they came out with those fluorescent posters. And we used, to, we used to buy those at the stores all the time. And it's funny, by the time I hit 16 or 17, I had dropped out. You know, uh, basically, I was too much more interested in, um, well, I was always just interested in rock and roll, but um, I was much more interested in getting laid. <laughs> And, and you know, and, do, and partying, and doing drugs and, and shit like that. And um, so around 16, 17, I kind of stopped. You know, I wasn't buying as much. Every once in a while, I'll see like a treasury edition, pick that up. And then around the late 70s, um, 78, 79, I would start picking up just the, um, the, the, the X-Men. The Claremont and Byrne X-Men. I started picking those up again. And by the uh, early 80s, I was... Uh, this friend of mine that wasn't even in the comics as we were growing up uh, started getting, going to the conventions I started going to the shows that's when I started again with the comics and then in the 90s I still wasn't so much with the toys in the 90s the first thing I got was this little Nightcrawler PVC figure 
And I put it on the shelf. I was like, this looks really great right there. And then I started, you know, I was in a, at the comic shops, they would sell more and more of that kind of stuff. And I would just start buying more and more and more and more. And then I would go, to, you know, so once we started going to flea markets and, te- and going to garage sales, and people were just selling that stuff wholesale at, the, at that time. And that's when I started really getting into it and started finding more and more stuff. And um, as, as it was, it was, the collection was growing, I would make more and more room for it until the behemoth now you see in that room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of just all this stuff that I've been accumulating for the last, you know, shits practically all my life, really. It's interesting that you mentioned a period of falling out of it because, you know, in speaking to people about this, not not on the podcast, but I feel like a lot of collectors sort of have that. And for me personally, I'm kind of in the middle of it right now. I mean, you know, for there are a lot of things that I've collected in my career um, you know, from comics to trade paperbacks, statues, uh, toys, never really so much until now with the pop figures, uh, as you mm-hmm. mentioned, Steve. Uh, when I was little, I collected Power Ranger cards, basketball cards. Um, but, you know, recently I've, I found my interest kind of waning in, in a lot of that stuff. Um, and with comic books in particular, and it kind of breaks my heart because a few years ago I made the switch from monthly comics to trade paperbacks. Um, and it made sense, and you know, for a number of reasons, they're you know you don't have ads, and they look nice on a bookshelf, and the reading experience is better. Um, but what I found was, you know, I was waiting months in between trades, and then it got easier and easier to wait longer and longer before I would read anything. And then it got to the point where I just wasn't reading anything. So a couple of weeks ago, I came here to the Spider's Web, and I filled out my first uh, pull sheet in years. So I'm going to give monthly comics a try again, uh, and that's kind of something that. I'll be tracking a little bit in these episodes is, you know, what what it's like to try to get back into it because honestly, like I miss it. I miss having that excitement for Wednesday. I miss having that excitement for new comics. Um, you know, I still read Newsarama and the other comic book news sites. I read the news sites far more than I read the actual <laughs> comics and that that needs to change. Um, but I do think that's interesting and that's something that I expect will, will kind of pop up uh, now and again as, as I speak to different collectors. Steve Ryan, I mean, I think you're probably in the middle of your sex and drugs and rock and roll phase, right? <laughs> Is that fair to say? Well, this is actually a, a second kind of lull in it. The first lull happened uh, when, I moved, when I moved to uh, New York again from Massachusetts. And there was a comic shop I went to in Massachusetts, Bob City Comics. And then when I moved here, there wasn't, I didn't know of anything, and there wasn't anything very close. You know, alternate is 20 minutes from me, and by at that point I was 13 and couldn't drive. So really there was like a, almost a three or four year lull where I just didn't really get any comics. And now I'm hitting that again. But it's, you know, it's a combination of being unemployed, but also I don't know if it's, you know, you mentioned the wait from trades that kind of became easier and easier to wait. Did you also find, I know with me, I'm just not a fan of where the stories are going. And when, like the resetting of characters and resetting of universes and then changing certain characters to other characters just to spike sales. Yeah, that was definitely, you know, uh, I didn't mention it, but that was definitely a big piece of it. Um, you know, because when I made the switch to trades, I was still reading in trade paperback form mm-hmm. for a while. And it was probably, um, I mean, I hate to like pile on as many other fans have, but, you know, probably the start of the new 52 that DC mm-hmm. did. Uh, that was kind of it for me. Um, but it's funny, I mentioned filling out a pull sheet. All the books on there are re- DC Rebirth titles, mm-hmm. um, which is their new initiative to sort of uh, incorporate certain elements of characters and continuity that they moved away from. Uh, so we'll see. Like I said, it's going to be an experiment. But yeah, that that's definitely you know a, a piece of it. Um, 
but so for you, Brian, so, you know, you had that period where you were kind of out of it, then you got back into the comics, right. and then you had that little Nightcrawler figure from the X-Men that yeah. kind of, I mean, you would say that was sort of the, the tipping point? Well, I mean, before that, I was collecting things like posters, um, or poster books, and things like that. But as far as the toys are concerned, I was never really big on the toys. That was the tipping point, yeah. right? And I got that little one, and then... What was it? I mean, can you pinpoint what it was about that that got you going? Um, I think I think what it was, well, I, okay, I got Nightcrawler, and then I would go to the store, and, oh, they have one of Cable. Oh, they have one of, of, of Cyclops. You know, then, then all of a sudden you want all the X-Men, you know, and they all look great. And then they were selling other ones, Thor, and then they had a Captain America one and a She-Hulk one, which is kind of rare, you know, because She-Hulk's not a very big, you know, well-known household name character. And um, after that, it just snowballed. Because then you go, then I started going into into the toy stores looking for these things and finding other things in the toy stores, you know, little cars, you know, little. Um, and that was another tipping point actually. I actually bought a, an old Hot Wheels Thor car. I think it was a van, and I, I remember that I sent I sent away for that one. Um, this is before the internet, so it was like I got one of those newspapers, those uh, toy collecting newspapers, and some guy in Jersey was selling it for ten bucks. Sent him a check. He sent me the car. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> I don't know what it was about it. Maybe it was just a little kid in me, you know, that always liked that kind of stuff. And um, never really got too much of it as a kid. And now I can get it. And Thor obviously needs that van. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to and again, I don't know, you know, if you can really pin it down. But to what extent, for these things that you collect, you know, to what extent is it that you you want or need to have everything of a particular character or everything from a particular series and how much is it you just really like that particular right. piece well I, I can't do that anymore well, no one could really do it anymore because there's just so much stuff out there I mean they, they market these things that you know, like let's say like my favorite like Steve Ryan's is Captain America and the thing is about that is that there's just so much Captain America stuff out there you know is that you just can't collect it all so, so at this point in time, you got to just pick and choose what you do and don't like. You know, like the little dorbs are, are very cute. You know, I like those. You know, the pop bobbles, uh, certain action figures. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the action figures I won't even. You know, some of the even Marvel Legends I won't collect the Captain America because he looks like a Ferguson riot cop. You know, and who wants Captain to look like a cop? You know, he's supposed to be a superhero. He should look like one. Um, so it's a little easier. But as as far as getting everything. It just you just can't do it anymore. You just gotta see what appeals to you. You know what's what 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 appeals to your sensibilities as far as you know what makes the character tick. Are there any things? Um, I know you just gave that that one example, but um, you know I, there's some collectors who they'll collect statues and kind of you know look down their noses at action figures, for example. Right. Is there anything you know like a particular type of thing where you're like, no, I don't touch those. You know, I don't think so. Again, that's why you're on this first episode. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think, you know, um, it's funny. No, there's really, I don't look my, you know, I, look, they put it out there for people to collect, and if they like them, that's great. You know, people should have be able to go and do that. But is there anything I, w I would say, nah, I'm not going to get that? No. I mean, there's some stuff I won't get just because I can't either afford it, don't have the room for it. But as, as far as, you know, look down my nose, no, no, I, I and I'm not going to, I would never make fun of what other people collect as far as, you know, this whole hobby is concerned. You know, they dig, you know, those, some ugly little doll looking things. Cool. Get it. You know, you know, whatever you want, you know, make yourself happy with it. 
you know, so. And Steve, what about you? Because I know, as we've mentioned, you know, we are both fans and collectors of those pop vinyl figures. For anyone out there who's unfamiliar with what they are, I imagine most people listening to this probably know what they are. <laughs> but if they're not, how would, how would you describe them? They're basically these almost, they're rounded off, but square-headed little figures on top of small bodies, about three, three-quarters tall. The heads are oversized for the bodies, but they've done every license imaginable. I mean, they've done, obviously, the big ones like Star Wars and Marvel, DC, but they, you know, last year they did Rocky Horror Picture Show and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. They've done, you know, shows like Supernatural and Firefly. I mean, yep. just, they, they cover everything. Speaking of Supernatural, did you pick up Bobby yet? Yeah. Okay, because I found it, it just came out, right? It came out in most stores now it was a hot topic exclusive for a while okay because i got it uh, they do do pre-releases for them gotcha because i got it a couple weekends ago at uh, east coast comic-con uh it was like my last few minutes there and i was just taking one last look around and i went into like this little booth that i had kind of passed by the whole rest of the weekend and i saw it it was on top and i was like oh i gotta get it um but now pop i mean funko they do another a number of other lines yeah, you Brian know, these, mentioned the Dorbs. Dorbs yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you do I any like of the those. others? Are you strictly... Because I'm strictly pop vinyl, but what about you? Uh, most Mostly pop vinyl. I've dabbled a bit in the... Well, I have uh, the Mystery Minis, but it bothers me because they're blind bagged, so you don't know who you're getting, so you end up having doubles of extra. And I've actually talked to uh, Paul here at Spider's Web about trying to get uh, like a trade night going just because I have extras and i'm like what am i gonna do with these oh that's cool i have like yeah same yeah. thing about those mystery th- those mystery box type type toys yeah you know like they had they had the, the keychains for a while they had these like little little keychain thingies and you know i'm trying to get the whole thing and yeah you, you start buying package after yeah well yeah those those <laughs> steve ryan has it on his keychain yeah here. i just i just pulled it out to show tiny captain america on my keychain wait let me get a picture of it and then i could post it as well I don't do traditional show notes for this podcast, <laughs> but the Facebook page is basically the uh, uh, the show notes. So if people want to see what we're talking about, they can go to the Facebook page. Got it. Um, well, you know, it's funny, though, with the pop figures. So, um, And this kind of leads me to my next point, because I feel like there's a degree of, you know, again, addiction might be too strong a word. It might not in some cases, but certainly... And I don't necessarily use this next word in a negative way, but a certain degree of obsessiveness. I mean, and I'm speaking personally. Like, I know the things that I've collected, I've collected obsessively. And even though I'm not a huge collector now, that same obsessive energy is what drives the documentaries and this podcast. I mean, I've had, like, a map of this season that I've been working on for weeks. And it's it's that, again, that sort of energy that goes into it. Um, but I have to say, as far as, you know, being obsessive with the collecting, I got to a point recently I'm really proud of. Um, so like I said, you know, I, I do collect these pop figures with, with Stephanie, my, my fiance. And, um, a couple months ago we were at Midtown Comics in the city and the Gotham pops based on the Fox TV show had just come out and the Midtown had all of them, including the Fish Mooney character. Um, I don't hate the character, but not my favorite and I didn't need to have it. And it was actually Steph who said, oh, no, we should get it. So we have the full set. Uh, uh-oh. And I was like, no, I said, it's it's okay. Like, we don't have to. And That's I, it. She, she's in deep now. I think part, part of it was, I think she actually did want to have the full set. But I think she also kind of assumed that I would. Um, but I was like, no, it's okay. Like, we can really just get the ones that we want. And that's what right. we did. And, uh, you know, it hasn't haunted me, which I'm really happy about. Because in times past, it, you know, it would have. 
Um, so I guess that sort of leads me to my next point for you, Brian, with this. Um, I mean, do you would you describe yourself as obsessive with this? Yeah, I can be. I mean, it's what drives me to go to the flea markets. It's what drives me to go to, the, to, to like, you know, 20 tag sales every weekend. You know, just looking and looking and looking. Um, and it's funny because, you know, you can always go on eBay and get this stuff pretty, pretty easily. But that's, there's no fun in that. You know? Uh, you know, that's really funny, too. And again, going back to the pop example, mm. um, we really kind of made a point to not order them online unless we really can't find them. Mm. Because uh, it's been fun. Like we, you know, if we happen to be at a place where we see them or, or, you know, or even if we do make a special trip for it, it's still like you don't know if you're going to get it or not. And there is kind of that element of fun to it, fun yeah. in the hunt. It, it, it's, a, it's a hunt, yeah. 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 I mean, what, how do you do them, Steve Ryan? Do you? I, I mostly do them in stores. And to talk more about the, um, you know, w like as you said, with leaving one out of the set, I find it becomes easier and easier when they make them harder and harder to get. When they're like store exclusives, because I was gonna say even with the mystery minis, I've cut back on the mystery minis because then they'll do store exclusives where they'll have almost a full set and then three exclusives that you can only get at Walgreens, and then you have to try and hopefully get those three at Walgreens without doubling up on your set, and it just becomes a pain. And now they have the with the pops, they have store exclusives, they have online exclusives, and it becomes almost a nightmare to try and collect them all. So at a point, you just have to just stand back and say, I'll get what I can get. If I can find it, yay. If not, the hell with it. Well, you got, you got to be, you know, you're, you're, if you're in this for the long haul, eventually you will find it. Mm. Eventually you find everything. You know, it, it, just, it just may take you six, seven months. And depending on what kind of price you're willing to pay. Well, yeah, yeah. The ridiculous part. I mean, some of these pops, uh, I mean, it's, well, 20, it's 2016. I think they started in, say, 2011, 2012. So it's been like four or five years. There are there are ones that go for four or five hundred dollars. Get out. Which yeah. ones? The original uh, DC ones, like uh, Two Face, Riddler, really the Green Arrow. Yeah, because they've never put them back out. Do the Marvel ones go for that much? Or uh, I think like a couple hundred. Like I was because I, I follow the groups on Facebook and whatnot, and it becomes like Red Skull. I think was worth like two hundred dollars. Really? Was, I think know, I have that. Sell that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the original line, right? When it first yeah. came out. Yeah, I remember buying those. But then again, I didn't keep the boxes because I never intend on selling any of my stuff. Ah, that's right. a, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, so, uh, Steph and I moved in together recently, mm. and I, I kept the boxes. They're in a storage unit in, in, in the garage. Um, but we, we had a serious conversation about it of like, do we need to keep these? And I said, the only reason we really would is if, if we ever felt that we would sell them. And then we were both like, we don't think we would, but we ended up holding on to the boxes like just in case. But Steve Ryan, I think that's kind of like as a collector, that's a big step to throw out the box. Was well, that an easy thing or were you like, nah, little plastic things, they're cheap, it doesn't matter? How did you feel? It was easy for me because like I've been collecting toys since as far, literally as far back as I can remember. And I've always taken them out of a box. You know, when I was a kid, I played with them. You know, as I've become an adult and a collector, you know, they get posed on a shelf. But I've never understood the idea of buying a 3D piece of art to that you could only look at from one angle. You know, you keep it in the box, you can only look at it at one angle, and it's typically just a, a static pose with your arms by your side. And it's like, why, why, why not just get a picture? Why not just, you know, find a picture online or get, you know, original piece of art? <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna buy a 3D piece, you want to be able to look at it from all angles. Well, does, doesn't it depend on the on what you're, actually what the, the the product is? 
I mean, you know, if you get like a Marvel Legends, yeah, you could tear it out of the box, you know, and put it on the shelf. But something like a like a mini a mini statue or, or a bust of some kind, maybe you should keep the box, you know, because oh no, statues I've always kept the box just yeah. in the fact that, you know, statues, not even for reselling, but for you know whenever I have to move, you want that styrofoam, yeah. you want that box yeah. to be able to put it back in a box and move it. Although now recently I have begun selling a bit of my collection, so I'm very glad I kept the boxes for everything. Anything good? Uh, a lot of the, the larger sideshow pieces. Uh, Look at this guy collecting, even on a podcast. <laughs> I just can't stop. I think, you know, as far as keeping the boxes and, you know, keeping things in the boxes versus displaying, I think, and you guys, you know, please weigh in. I, I mean, would you agree that part of what drives that decision for collectors is sort of what they're in it for? So if you're buying it more as a speculator and you're hoping that these things will increase in value and you could sell it, Maybe you'd be more likely to not display them and you would keep the boxes, you'd keep them in the box, right? I mean, right. versus yeah. if you're buying them more just to collect them, I no. mean, to enjoy them. Yeah, Absolutely. No. Yeah. But I think you've probably made the smarter decision in keeping the boxes for the pops because most of the collections I've seen online, they put the figure right in front, like they take the figure out of the box, but they have like the box on its side and just the figure right in front of the box actually looks very nice, aesthetically pleasing. Oh, so, yes. Dis uh, yeah. The, how to display the pops is something I spent a lot of time looking <laughs> into. I've done a few different things. I think, you know, there's going to be an episode on toys later in the season, and I think it might just be all about pops, to be honest, because <laughs> um, they've really captured my attention. I feel because they've covered every uh, and the uniformity of it so that you can have, you know, Frankenfooter from Rocky Horror. You can have uh, the Black Knight from Monty Python. You can have Captain America, Batman, the Red Skull you know, Han Solo, all standing right next to each other and looking like they walked out of the same movie because of the uniformity of the design of Pops. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so sort of going back to what I was saying, I mean, for you, Brian, and I, uh, maybe I know the answer, but maybe I don't. I mean, really, what are you in it for? I mean, do you really buy just because you you like the hunt, you like to display things, you like to look at them? Are you, do you have in your head, like, one day I'm going to sell this stuff and I'm going to make a lot of money? I mean, what, what really is it that's driving you? It's, to me, look, it, everyone's got their thing that relaxes them and everyone's got their thing that they enjoy. You know, for some guys, it's fishing. You know, for some guys, it's, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's jogging, track, you know, or doing marathons. Watching uh, sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For some guys, it's sports. You know, for, for me, it, it's it's basically Marvel, Marvel Comics. I mean, I used to collect DC also, but when the ones they came out with the New 52 and a whole reboot, that was just one reboot. That was like the fourth reboot in my lifetime. I was like, ah, I'm done with this. You know, I can't keep going, you know, through this every few years with these guys. But as far as, you know, as far as why I do it, it's just, to me, it, this is this is fun. This is what relaxes me. Some people, it's television. You watch television all day, you know. I can't watch television all day. <laughs> television drives me crazy. Oh, we're so different. You know. <laughs> Um, I'd rather do this, you know, and I'd rather, you know, and the hunt is, is the fun part of this because you never know what you're going to find. Like I said, going to, going to garage sales, most of them, I don't find jack shit. You know, I find nothing. What was it? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to one and it was a Friday, Saturday one. I didn't even make it there on Friday. I made it there on Saturday afternoon and I'm going through a box and I actually found a Spider-Man, um, piggy bank from 1986. I was like, yes. <laughs> how much, how much did you pay for Three it? bucks. What a I was steal. like, yes, because <laughs> you know, if you went to Stormville and found that, that that shit, it would have been like twenty bucks, you know. So it was it was like, ah, oh, beautiful. So comic book shops, comic book conventions, garage sales, flea markets, eBay, 
Are those those are the your primary yeah. sources? Yeah. Is there anything else? Did I leave anything out? No, no, because I mean I I know that you can go to a private collector, but that's just a, that's a little that's that's a little more I guess a little more work. I've never really tried to go through a private collector. I don't really know anyone. Um, are you are you like kind of known now within a lot of those circles that I mentioned? I feel like you would be like because you're yeah. a regular at these like people they know you yeah. by this point, right? The f- yeah, the flea markets definitely everyone knows me. Um, the the garage sales not not so much even though a couple of years ago because you know I like I like to get in shape I like to ride the bicycle to all the the tag sales and a couple of years ago I was at a tag sale and this woman was like I've heard of you you're the guy that rides his bicycles to all the tag sales I guarantee you there is at least one person <laughs> listening to this who's like I think I know this guy <laughs> right. I've seen him biking around yeah, yeah. all in black yeah. all in black yeah. yeah and riding a bicycle and riding a bicycle right I have a question Brian. Uh, back no. to what, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, back, back to what Desi said. Uh, is there? I don't want to say an end game, but is there like a plan for your collection? Not necessarily to get rid of it, right? When you when you want it, but you know, I remember years inevitably ago, we all pass from remember, this mortal remember, coil. Yeah, I remember. What, what do you plan to do with all of that? Uh, I remember years ago, uh, Bill Mail. Um, you know, I guess his 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 wife or his girlfriend who was making him get rid of his stuff, and he was like, "Well, when are you going to get rid of your stuff? You know, you you can't keep keep this stuff going on forever." I said, "Here's what I'm going to do." I said, "When I'm when I die, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dig a 60 foot pit. I'm gonna tell them to put all my shit in there, and then put me on top and then bury it." You're going for the Egyptian funeral? You want to <laughs> yeah. be buried with all of your yeah, stuff? Like, like King Tut. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, in a, in a sense, that does sort of, uh, that's a great question, Steve, and that, that kind of answers what I had asked you before about, you know, sort of what you're in it for. Right. I mean, you know, so it doesn't seem like selling it is really in no, the cards for you. I mean, you know, right now, at, the, at my age, you know, I'm actually, believe it or not, slowing down a bit. You know, I'm actually seeing, because there's just so much stuff out there, you just can't get it all. So I'm actually passing a lot of stuff and, and like the pop bobbles I love, you know, and the dorbs and, you know, mm-hmm. and and still a lot of the action figures, the three and three quarter inch, the the um, legends, you know, I still pick all that up. Any any anything Hot Wheels with Marvel, and they have tons of that stuff. Out. They're all coming out with all this great stuff now. I'm getting that, um, but a lot of it, no, I'm actually slowing down. And this, you know, right at this age, uh, you know, I'm slowing down, but I'm not done yet. How old are you? Fifty six. Okay. Okay, I'm not done yet. You know, maybe another ten years. Who knows? You know, you mentioned that you had that, that little dip in your interest and then you got back into it, but it was the 90s, you said, where you got that Nightcrawler figure? Yeah, early 90s. So it's been a good while now that you've been able to sustain that interest. Yeah. Which to me is very interesting because, it, again, in, in talking to a lot of people and from my own experience, it I feel like, you know, really keeping that interest at, at that kind of level for that amount of time, it really takes something. I mean, what... I mean, I, I know you mentioned that, you know, it relaxes you and, and right. all of that, but... Um, well, it also depends on the people producing this stuff. You know, if, if they if they keep... they have to Well, they have to keep the audience's interest. You know, the, the comics are one thing. Yeah, that, that wanes and, and, and you start collecting a lot of, you know, after a while. But as far as the toys and stuff, um, that's really something that... They, they have to capture what, what the essence, I guess, of the character for it to really... Um, to make, to make, at least to make me happy you know because sometimes they don't sometimes they'll put out stuff that I'm like oh geez I don't think so but um that's the thing that you know that's the thing about the nightcrawler character that, that little PVC figure really captured the um you know what, what the character was all about he looked great in that little pose 
you know also if it looks if it, also if it looks really like cheap because <laughs> in the 60s they came out with all this stuff that was really cheap looking stuff but as a little kid you love it you know so and that's that's another thing i really love about it also but now, again is, I'm sorry. It, oh, is it like specific costumes Cause you were mentioned like when you mentioned cap and his like uniform gear i mean that's how right. he's been redesigned yeah because it's almost a, you know it's body armor now right yeah he looks so, yeah, he looks like a riot cop so does it like are there certain things like i know anthony said are there certain things you look down your nose at and you're just like no is it certain costumes and certain looks of the characters yeah yeah i mean for some reason uh, i don't mind thor looking more like a viking he is a viking mm. yeah um spider-man you know i like his his you know his his classic dicko romita look you know, Captain America, yeah, it's definitely got to be the superhero with the wings on the head. Pirate boots. The pirate boots, yeah, the whole bit. You know, it's got to be that, you know. Um, and, and, when, and when they put out stuff like that, like I was mentioning before to you, the um, they, like Hot Wheels just put out a set of Captain America cars using artwork from the, like, from the 40s up. And a lot, it's all, you know, classic Captain America. And it looks great. You mentioned the piggy bank, and you mentioned a toothbrush earlier. What are some of the other <laughs> odd items in, in your collection that are not oh. what people would typically think of when we're talking about Let's these see. And what is things? the most random? Let's see. I once found a, um, a, a candle with a, like a sticker or something with a, with a Hulk on it. It was definitely Herb Trimpey artwork on it. That was very strange. You sure it wasn't just like a generic candle and someone put like a no, normal no. sticker on there? No, that's the thing. No, it, it, it was definitely... This guy will buy anything with the Hulk on <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was, yeah, it was like just this marble... Like a little kid put a sticker on a candle one day and Brian's like, I have to have it. Uh, you know, I probably would have. <laughs> Brian, Brian goes into a can like a candle shop and yeah. he's like, do you have anything Marvel related? And they're like, oh, hang on one sec. Yeah, no, I do that actually. I actually go into, you know, I'll go to tag sales or whatever and I'll say, you got anything Marvel? You know, Mar Marvel Comics and other comics. Anything else? Because I have all the comics, you know. So, Candle. So, what other... Uh... Uh, weird stuff. Oh, man. Let's see. Uh, I found the baseball last year with Thor's image on it. I don't know where the hell that came from. Um, I guess um, I actually found a... Um, oh, Marvel used to sell these years ago. They sold um, these, like, pillows. These inflatable pillows. And I have a Captain America one. And um, the thing about that is, though, I found that downtown in, in, in um, Midtown at, a, at the flea market. It's not even there anymore. There's a, there's a high rise there now. And um, what gets me that it was only 10 bucks. The guy had three of them. I should have fucking bought them. God damn it. Because now they're worth, because I, I saw it on eBay and the guy was selling it for a grand. And um, he didn't even know if it inflated or not. He probably didn't. The whole point of the damn pillow is you inflate it, you know? Right. You blow it up like a balloon. And if he says, oh, I don't know if it works or not. It doesn't work, mm -hmm. but still he was selling it for a grant. Yo, you know, and that that was pretty uh, a weird item. What other weird items? Not to interrupt, but uh, you, you know, you were like, I should have bought three of them. How often, if at all, do you buy multiples of things? And now I do. If it if it's something um, that you think is going to go up in value. Well, if it's something old, older. Right. I mean, the new stuff. Eh, it's so mass produced. You know, I could probably buy one. Busted five years from now and buy a new one ten years later, and there'll still be one floating around somewhere, you know. But the older stuff, stuff from like the '60s, '70s, and '80s, that stuff is becoming very rare. So if you could find, you know, I'm not talking about the comics. That that old comics are, those are worth nothing. You can pick those up like nothing. But the toys, you know, and those kind of collectibles back then, that stuff is weird. Let me see what else did I have? Uh, what was it years ago? Um, Pizza Hut had an X-Men promotion. 
and they actually they actually had the pizza come in these little boxes. Oh yeah, just I, it was right at the start of uh, I think the, the, the car- 1990 cartoon. Yeah. yeah, I actually have the boxes. I, I, yeah, I remember actually they had both. and they had like the little VHS cassette <laughs> of like the old X Men cartoon where right. Wolverine was Australian. Yeah, I found the Captain America um, cassette where they had to actually do the stories on the cassette mm. with a little a little mini comic that came with it. That's kind of weird. Um, I'm sure I can, I can keep going and going if I really rack my brain over this. Um, Has there ever been anything where you've seen it and you're just like, why? Why did they make that? Like, I'm thinking, as, yeah. you, as you're talking the weird Actually, stuff, I remember, yes. as yes. you're talking the weird stuff, I remember seeing, like, uh, stuff in pet supply stores. Oh, yeah, and, and yeah. it's just like, you know, you can buy a Captain America chew toy. I'm like, I, I don't I would get that. <laughs> I would. I, I'm not thinking there's, there's, a, there's a set of four of them. I think it's Iron Man, Spider-Man, Cap, and I forget who the fourth character is. And they came in this like, little little box, and I actually can't find them anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, they sold, and they actually have like, the, the little statues you throw into, into fish tanks. Mm. They actually have those Marvel ones I'm looking for. <laughs> okay, yeah, just, just a weird, eclectic, you know, group of stuff. But you said, you know, when you said, you know, when, um, is there anything I ever saw? Yeah, a few weeks ago I saw they had Iron Man diapers. <laughs> I think they were at Toys R Us. <laughs> No, no. Was it Iron Man was pictured on it, or were the diapers designed to look like Iron Man's that, crotch? That's a yeah. fantastic question. I, I, you know, I didn't buy the box, so I have no idea <laughs> what the what the diapers like look like inside. But yeah, there, there there was Iron Man on the box, Iron Man diapers. Was it movie Iron Man? Was Robert Downey Jr. dying this? No, no, no. Was this a picture of Iron Man? That's it. You know, I'm, I'm thinking. You know, what what's next? You know, you know. But you didn't get those. No. Were you tempted? No. Really? <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit much. That's the line in the so sand. That's, that's the mean, line that, in the sand, yeah. Yeah, that answers the question, I Di- guess. Yeah, diapers, you know, I mean, if they come out with, you know, Thanos feminine products, you know, that'll probably be the line in the sand, too, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, no, I'm picturing the Infinity Gauntlet in a way I never have before. Um, is, you know, is there anything that you that you ever really wanted that just eluded you oh there's tons of stuff yeah, yeah. i mean um and it's again it's all stuff mostly from the 60s they had these little wind-up uh toys um captain america i think it was a spidey and a thor very hard to find you know you, you i've seen them at shows you know and i've seen them on ebay and uh, you know yeah if you have the money you could buy it but the thing is you know i, I want i want to find it you know, at a garage sale. I want to find that at like maybe at a flea market, you know. That's where I find most of the stuff of, um, like, the Captain America uh, uh, pillow I was talking about before. I found that at a flea market. I found a Thor inflatable pillow at a flea market. I found a Submariner inflatable pe- And they're dirt cheap, you know, and it should be. You know, again, you know, like you said before, some people are looking to resell. I'm not. You know, I'll, I will take this and, you know, I'll give it a good home. You know, so... Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that answers it. Uh, have you ever talked yourself almost out of a good price? Like, have you ever t- found something like, I can't believe you're selling it for this cheap? No. <laughs> no he just takes it and runs. He just yeah. takes it and runs. So, back, back to the question before, I remember even in the story, you would always talk about those uh, black light posters. Oh, that that's something. Out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's another thing also. I have a couple of them, and I'm still waiting for that garage sale where I walk into someone's garage, and they're there, and they're kind of like, you know, a little chewed up. The Thor Silver Surfer one, right? There's, there's a Thor. Um, no, there's a Thor. There's a there was there ever so there was a Silver Surfer I thought, one. I thought it was the cover of Thor fighting Silver Surfer. There was a fluorescent poster like that. I N- thought you just mentioned that. No, no, I don't think I there's one crazy. of that. That I think um, uh, Asgard Press put out a, rec- a recreation of that poster. 
No, the, 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 the fluorescent posters were from the early 70s. I think a company called Third Eye put them out. And they're very, yeah, like I said, you can see, you see them, I see them at, at, at comic shows every once in a while. The guy's like, well, like 700 bucks a piece for them. Get the fuck out of here. You know, or, or you see them online. The problem with, with eBay, though, is that you really can't inspect them. Mm. You know, anything really you buy on eBay, you can't inspect. You yeah. know, you can't really look at it. You know, and hey, what's this crack doing here? You know, well, that's a problem with buying anything online. Right, right. Well, if you, if you buy it new, you could always return it. But eBay is a whole different story, you know. So it's, I was actually surprised when you told me this was years ago um, that you were on eBay because you always strike me as someone who's not quite in the rich Roni category. Right. He's he's really off the grid. But <laughs> I feel like you're not so far behind. Was it easy for you to make that transition to eBay, or were you yeah. resistant to it initially? No, no, no. I, I, I was seeing the posters on eBay, and that's what got me on eBay. And I bought all kinds of weird things. You know, the one thing I bought on eBay I've never seen before or since was, remember the, the, the Secret Wars toys from the 80s? Mm. I actually found a, a Falcon helicopter. Now, why Falcon would need a helicopter is beyond me, but there was, there was a, a, you know, it was about, I don't know, five inches long or whatever, and there's stickers on it, you know, the whole bit, mm. and there's Falcon sitting in it, and I think I got it for like 14 bucks, and I thought I was going to have to fight for it. I thought, oh, a million people are going to start bidding on it. It's going to be 50 bucks before you know it. No one else bid on it, you know. But again, that's kind of rare, you know, as far as eBay. Occasionally, is you get lucky like that. I've yeah. had that happen occasionally where something was priced low, and I've expected a fight out of it or someone to snipe it out from under me. Right. And then it, I got it for really what I wanted it for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes you know you just you know you misjudge what the interest is, or sometimes it's just mm. the right time. Yeah. You know. Right. No, I've, I haven't bought anything on eBay for a while now, though. Um, I just prefer going out and hunting it down. And it's again, you know. It's, it's it's more of a, of a thing of being at the right place at the right time, you know. Like with that Spidey, you know, bank I found a couple of weeks ago, just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I'm curious if, for, yeah, let's say you lived in an area. I mean, we're we're in a great area where you have access to a lot of different places and shows and stuff. For argument's sake, let's say you live somewhere, like in the middle of nowhere, and you couldn't get to shows and you couldn't get to stores or flea markets. And like going online was really your only option. Oh, then, then by all means, do oh, it. Oh, you would still do. You don't. You don't think that you would be. You no, kind of lose the no, fire a little bit. No, no, and I don't think any. And if anyone's in that situation, they should definitely go online. If you're if you're too busy and you can't make it to flea markets and garage sales, yeah, shop online. You know, however you want to do it, that's fine. You know, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to you know put anyone down for the way they go after this stuff. Now, as a collector, when you travel, do you like look in advance? For where there are going to be stores or antique yeah. shops, yeah. Because I remember you talking about that when you would yeah. travel. When, yeah, well, yeah. Once uh, my, my wife and I went to Michigan, and we were going to be in an area called Troy, and I actually looked up the comic shops in the area, and I went and I found all you know the guy had because every comic shop has something different, you know they always have you know a little something that's that's unique to them, and this guy had a, a huge pile of promo posters, so I just went through them. I go, how much are the promo? A buck each. Fine. Went through it, bought like fifteen of them. Yeah, I had mostly Marvel ones. Great, you know. Brian, I want to ask your advice. I don't know if this is something I'll ever pursue, but if I do, uh, you're the you're the master, so I I, I come to you. Um, again, not a huge toy collector, but right. if there was ever a line that I was going to try to collect, it would be the Kenner Superpower. I know this is DC area, right. but it would be the Kenner Superpowers uh, line of action figures based on the Super Friends cartoon. From the, from the 70s? From the 80s. From the 80s, okay. Um, the Superman figure, like I said, I'll be talking about that more when we do our live episode uh, shortly. But, um, you know, that was the first thing for me. I, I actually tracked down the Superman one on eBay. 
and I was really tempted to, to try to get more of them. So if I ever were to do that, how would you recommend I, I go about it? Like, where should I start? Well, f well, first off, are you going for uh, mint in package or are you going for loose? See, that's another good question. <laughs> I would want them in, in the package. Yeah. Well, that you could probably go to comic shows and, pro and even flea markets. You yeah. might find them. Garage sales, maybe not so much. Not in the package, yeah. No, you'll, you'll find, you can find them loose in the package. And they would be cheaper. They would be much cheaper. They'd probably be a little more banged up, but that's okay. Um, but if you want a mint and package, you're probably better off just going, yeah, trying the flea markets. And, you know, not the little ones, even though sometimes you can find, but the big ones, like the one up in uh, Stormville is huge. That whole area, actually. There's one in Poughkeepsie. There's one in Beacon on Sundays. There's the weekend ones in Fishkill. It's like... Do you ever go to the one in Hastings? It's not a huge one, but uh, you know our mutual friend Jay Mizell yeah, occasionally been, sets up shop. Yeah, there. I, I've been there. I've been to that one. I've seen Jay there. And um, did you buy any movie posters? No, I think I actually bought a comic book poster off him. No, oh, okay. I think I bought uh, what was it? Event? Uh, it was like a, a, a poster blown up of Avengers Annual Four or Five, I think it was. And um, yeah, no, he recognized me, so you know we bullshit for for a little while. And you all know I love Hastings on the Hudson. There's a great little um, used record shop. In, in town also and some great little restaurants um we're gonna get you sponsors yet <laughs> <laughs> start naming names <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've been to that one that, that one isn't so much that, that's more like jewelry and crafts and yeah i mean you want to go to like a big one where everyone sells everything you know so what's the best deal or steal i should say that you've ever found something that you're like i can't believe that they're selling it for this. Well, like I said, like that Captain America blow up uh, once, and I was in Stormville once, and this guy had a bucket of Barbies, and in the middle of the Barbie was Amigo Spider-Man. And I said, how much for the Spider-Man? He goes, a buck. <laughs> you never saw me get a buck out of my, <laughs> out of my pocket <laughs> so fast. Here you go, man. Speaking of the, the money and the financial aspect of this, I mean, how, how do you fund this habit? It's, well, basically, I try to buy everything as cheap as goddamn possible. You know, and you got to take your time with it. You know, um, sometimes it's not easy. Uh, like with, with the Marvel Legends, there'll always be that one figure that sells out quicker than the rest. And then you really got to do double time going to these places to see if you can find it. Um, so that's why a lot of people just either get them online or go when you get to see them at the store, just buy the whole set at once. That could be pricey, you know. So um, a lot of the times I just try to find the cheapest price because everyone's like the pop bobbles. Everyone is selling them. You can get them at Hot Topic. You can get them at, at, at comic shops. You can get them at Target. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Toys R Us. Barnes & Noble is usually the cheapest. Yeah, and Barnes & Noble. And they're usually the cheapest, right? See, yeah, you do your homework. Absolutely. <laughs> the so, amount of pops I have, I have to. And again, this is the long haul. It isn't like I have a lot of If I had a lot of money, I'd be buying those, those fluorescent posters, you know, but I don't. I mean, how much do you estimate, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, how much do you estimate you spend on a, on a monthly basis? Uh, monthly? Not, not counting counting the comics and not counting the comics because the comics are a lot less these days like uh, yeah well then they'll throw the comics in throw the comics in oh man um i don't know maybe uh five six hundred bucks maybe a month maybe uh, ain't more than that <laughs> now do you i mean do you partly fund this by by selling some because you do you you do sell as well yeah right yeah, i do sell as well I try to, you know, I try to go, you know. Is that like your primary income is what you, what you sell? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely funds the habit. 
Yeah. And where, where, and how do you sell? Um, mostly, really lame flea markets. <laughs> you go, do you like? Do you set up your own table, or do you? Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, okay. Set up my own table. Yeah. There's one in Yonkers, and um, and um, whenever there's like a little ones, here and there, you know, I know a couple of people that actually run them, and they'll always try to set up ones. You know. I think we need to do a my comic shop history uh, field trip to uh, <laughs> to Claudio's table at a convention at a flea market. At a flea market. That'd be something. You know, sometimes you do well. Sometimes you don't. You know, that's the thing about flea markets. And do you sell like comic book stuff or? Yeah, yeah, comic book stuff, and you know, and sometimes uh, clothing and shoes or whatever. It's funny when we were selling shoes. Um, it's funny. Um, more men would buy sho- women's shoes than women. <laughs> we kept seeing that. You know, the guy was like, you know, he, he wouldn't try the shoe on. He would just like kind of look at it next to his foot and. You know, to, hey, to hey. each his own. I'm, 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 his, his money I'm, is as good as anyone else's. I don't give a I'm shit. remembering 40-year-old virgin with uh, Jonah Hill where he wanted, when she went to the eBay store yeah. and wanted to buy like the uh, stripper shoes with the uh, fish in them. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not really a store. I'm curious. When you're on the other side of the table and you're the one selling, what what's your relationship like with, with the collectors uh, who I'm, come up? I'm worse than Steve. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Basically, uh, most of them just trying to get rid of it. So yeah, I'm, I give them a, the price. The thing is that all the prices are set. You know, I, I have signs up and everything. Oh, you do you not negotiate? Oh, not really. No. You know, it's so dirt cheap to begin with. When when you're buying, do you try to negotiate or do you sort of feel the sometimes, same? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. You know, and uh, you know, like I'm trying to. You know, give me fifty percent off. No, it's nothing like that. It's more like you know, if it's if it's thirty bucks, how about twenty five bucks? Right. Yeah, you know, I think I found an old um, Batman lunchbox from the sixties at one of the Stormvilles, and the guy wanted thirty bucks. I go, how about twenty five? He's like, okay, no problem. You know, it doesn't. You know, I, I save five bucks, and he still makes most of his money. You know, so. Yeah, I know you said again. You plan to be buried with your stuff, nah. but <laughs> I mean, if you ever hypothetically you, you get to the point, the burial plot on that alone would be. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but like, let's hypothetically, let's say you get to the point where, whether now or in the future, where you're like, I'm just done with this. I want to. I want to be done with it. How do you think you would go about selling it? Would you try to sell it all in one shot? Yeah, would, that's yeah? it. One shot. As a matter of fact, I always tell my wife, if anything happens to me, just you know, contact Odo. He'll put you in contact with the right people and um, just get rid of it all at once. You know, if, if you know, get a, get a storage space big enough to hold it all. Let them come and look at it. Let them evaluate how much it all is, and then let them give you a price. Okay. You've mentioned your wife now a couple of times, uh-huh. um, and I wanted to to bring that up because for anyone who might be listening and thinking, "Oh, there's no way he's married. No, no spouse would, right. you know, would would support this." Um, uh, I mean, what is your wife's uh, take on all of this? She's perfectly cool with it. Um, we're going to be married 31 years this year, and uh, so you know, so when, when we first got together, it wasn't like I was, you know, as nutty as I am now with this stuff, but I was still collecting. I think um, I woke up and. Um, I think you know we you know we, we woke up one morning and I, th- I started reading a Peter Parker Spider-Man comic, and I and, and she's looked at she's looking at me, and I was like yeah you got a problem with this, and she's like no, so I said well then why are you staring, and she, you know she's like oh you, you, she goes you, you just don't seem the type, you know and I was like because I'm not the type I said yeah to anyone who's never seen Brian 
We talk about him riding the bicycle. He looks like he could have stepped out of Hell's Angels <laughs> <laughs> to, to see him, but he is the friendliest person you'll meet. Right. But building off that, when I worked at the store, yours seemed like the most most healthy relationship I've seen right. of the customers with their wives. And I think you've mentioned that your wife collects salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. But that was me getting into that. Does she also <laughs> collect Campbell's soup yeah. cans? Because yeah. I remember well, that, not right? Not the cans, just, just like the, the imagery. Labels? The labels? The imagery. You know, like yeah. the, two little, the two little fat kids and, you gotcha. know, and all that kind of stuff. But that was me more or less, you know, us always going to flea markets. And, you know, if you don't collect anything, it's kind of boring to be there. So I basically, you know, I, I would encourage her. Oh, you, you want this? You want that? You know, there was three things. It was uh, Campbell's soup stuff, uh, salt and pepper shakers, got about two three hundred pairs of those uh and uh pillsbury doughboy i remember that yeah i remember that too and the cool thing about the pillsbury doughboy was that um i, I met the oh, he was a golden age artist um who, who helped invent create the um pillsbury doughboy and i used to see him at the shows all the time and he would actually sell me like prints and and do drawings and you know sign his name to it so that's pretty cool and i would, I would give them to her because working at the store, you know, so many of the customers would come in and they'd be afraid of their wives. And they'd come in and, like, uh, I have to take off the price tag. You know, she's in the car and I don't want her to know how much I spend. Or they, you know, they'd mention casually, like, having to lie about how much they spend on comics. I'm like, just thinking there, like, if that's your kind of relationship, you don't have a healthy relationship. And then Brian would talk about it. It's like, oh, yeah, she's cool with it. Well, yeah. yeah. It's very encouraging. I mean, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, I mentioned you know, some of the things that I've collected and then the things that I've sort of moved away from. And recently I, I have gotten rid of a lot of uh, statues and trade paperbacks and things like that because my interest wasn't there. Uh -huh. I also didn't feel like moving them again, but I feel like there was this um, assumption by a number of people, including people within our alternate reality mm -hmm. circle who assumed that it was like, oh, he's getting married. She's making him get rid of it. And it's like, nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, you know, if anything, she encourages me to keep this stuff and I'm the one who says no but more than that it's like if we did have that type of relationship I we, we, we wouldn't be getting married yeah. I mean I, that that wouldn't work for me um, yeah. but I know you know again every dynamic you know in, in people's relationships every dynamic is different but it's very encouraging and I, you know Steve Ryan as you said healthy I think you know to see that where you each you each have your passion maybe not the same thing but right. you both seem to you know be okay with, with well, what you do right. she, she's not she's nowhere near as obsessive as I am nowhere near you know um we go to flea markets now she'll see a pair of salt and pepper shakers i'm like yeah yeah she's like nah <laughs> she'll walk away from it but her uh, we've talked about this because we uh, cause we've seen other people and other couples um go through this uh, i remember a couple of years ago i was i was out long island at a show and there was this guy selling his combo collection and the look on his face was just like one of like just just dread and despair and there behind him was this girl Looking at him like, if you don't sell this, I'm going to cut your fucking balls off. <laughs> you know, this look on her face. Mm. And I told my wife about it. And I was like, well, you know, she's like, look, this makes you happy. Why would I want to take away something from you that makes you happy? You know, and, and, then, and then you're miserable. You resent me because of it. You know, and, 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 and it's no good. Yeah. You but know, it was, so. It was always encouraging. And it's, it's you know, even in my own life when, when thinking about, like, what I want in a relationship that's got to be part of it someone who's cool with me collecting what i collect well it's funny you see more and more women now at, at, at these shows yeah so you know these guys must be finding women that definitely are at least at the very least understanding about all this stuff you know 
it gives hope to, to, to comic collectors everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, going back to that that time when you you know you welcomed me into your home and I filmed and, and uh-huh. we spoke. You know, you said something that uh, something else that always stood with me. Um, you know, you were like, I know this is this is crazy, but it's my kind of nuts. And that's actually, I think, what the title of this episode is going to be, uh, my, okay. my Kind of Nuts. Right. Um, I mean, do you still feel that way? Do you feel like it is it is kind of nuts? Or yes. Is it just, I, I mean, I just describe it as, as passion, but do you right. really feel like it it's nuts? Well, I mean, look, there's, there's good nuts and there's bad nuts, you know? You could, you could be nutty about something and, and, it's, and it's all good. You know, it's harmless. You're not hurting anyone with it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, then there's bad nuts and... You know, we all we're not going to get into that. <laughs> what bad nuts is? Yeah, I, I feel it's no different from uh, you know you've seen man caves like Claudio's with full of stuff, but then you see you know people with sports stuff and people who spend hundreds on signed jerseys or you know merchandise of Kobe Bryant or something, and it's like they're no crazier, we're no crazier than they are, and vice versa. Right? It's just ours in a different direction. I no, I mean I agree. Um, I'm curious though. I mean, have you ever? Uh, encountered any negative reactions to your collection and or your collecting habits? I mean, have you ever had someone over to, to your home and they see the room and they're like, oh my God, what is this? No, no. no. Um, not real. no. Actually, I'm trying to think. Is, was there anyone, has anyone ever said, well, are you out of your fucking mind doing this? No. No one's ever, ever said that, actually. Yeah, you know? me neither. In fact... The fun part is I have two nieces, and whenever they come over, they play the game of looking around to try and figure out what's new. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. You know, I guess a part of, part of the reason I think about it is you know because we are talking about about toys, you know, to to some extent, and right. again, items typically intended for you know for children. Are you ever self conscious about that at all? Well, I'm not saying you should be. I'm right, just curious. Right. Um, well, it isn't like I play with this stuff. I don't. <laughs> you know? Mm. You, know I mean, you don't do sound effects or anything? Hey, no, I, you no, know what? No. I used to, and I think that <laughs> I think that's the, the, you know, the foundation for creativity. whatever creativity yeah. and future storytelling I've, I've pursued. Uh, yeah, I mean, I used to come up with my own storylines, and I would do the sound effects and all. Like, I played with my toys. Yeah, me too. But oh, you mean when we were kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Kids, college. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're, not talking, you're, not, you're not talking last week now, are you? <laughs> yeah. No. He is, but we're not just going. We're not going <laughs> to talk about it. Now I podcast, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, at least, like in elementary school, like I, you know, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I had GI Joes, and again, there wasn't so much Marvel stuff back then. There was like no more, you know, back in the sixties and seventies, there were no Marvel figures. So I would take a GI Joe and make and turn him into Goliath, because you know, he'd be bigger than the rest of the little toys. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you? You know that you do on any regular basis, sort of like modifying or customizing your your stuff. I did that for a while. I um I I, I built you know I did some custom figures because there were some figures that they were never going to make. Well, that's how I feel. Going back to the these pop figures, you know, Smallville, my all time mm-hmm. favorite television show. Again, that Superman connection. Um, I would kill <laughs> for uh, for Smallville pop vinyls, but it's like I maybe at some point because they seem to be doing everything else. Yeah, I I can't imagine them not doing it with the amount of licenses, but. To your customizing, like, have you ever taken, like, they have do-it-yourself pops. They had, I remember when they had the Mighty Mugs, they had blank ones, and we had a ton of them at the store. Just, have you ever just taken the blank ones and tried to create your own? No, no. Well, I would basically take a figure and buy a ton of paint and um, 
like I, I would, you take a Spider-Man figure, you know, especially ones that weren't so detailed as far as the mask yeah. and all that, and just paint it over, and I think I turned them into a stingray. You know, just just recolored it. Yeah. How, how could you say no one would ever want the stingray? That's exactly <laughs> it. They'll never make a stingray uh, figure. Please, no way. Maybe if they make a Namor movie, which they're never going to make, or at this point they're not mm-hmm. going to make. So yeah, I made a few. Um, I'm trying to think who else I make. And made a, yeah, I made a few. I made uh, Hellcat, but they've I've, you know, they made a figure of her since. But mostly it was mostly the little five-inch figures. Mm. You know, there are guys that custom the the the, um, the Marvel Legends. That's something. Mm. I don't look, I don't think I could I could do that well. Like you could take the uh, Rogue from the '90s. And repaint her and make her um, Cersei from uh, from the mm. Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> just just a paint job, you know, just yeah. very simple, you know, not a big deal. Is there a particular piece or section of your collection that's really just, you know, your your pride and joy, and you know, in a fire, that's what you would grab? I mean, is there anything like that? Um, it's, like, it's, like, well, it's funny the, the 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 building of the Avengers teams. And the, I've done it in a few uh, forms already. Um, those are like the, they had the um, the eagle moss figures for a while. Yeah, the big lead ones. Yeah, the big yeah. The, or the, little lead, but the little the little yeah. I built up a team of that. Uh, the Avengers mini mates, um, hero clicks. Just did like a, a huge Avengers team of that. The um, Marvel Legends, the five inch figures. Those are you know. Just, just building the teams again as many of the obscure characters as possible on the teams with with legends it was fun because they actually did a couple of giant men you know they did him in his blue and gold and they did one of his, his old silver age red and black um costume that was a lot of fun getting and just you know and then you, you put them all on a shelf there's, there they are the avengers you know do you keep like a big bucket by the door in case there is a fire and just oh no well big empty bucket I, grab them just sweep them all off the shelf and run? I got a couple of fire extinguishers, you know. <laughs> every, every, if you're in a home in an apartment, you should have a fire extinguisher, yeah. regardless, you know. Do you have a list of everything that you have? No, no, no. I just it's all in my head, you know, which is getting it's going to get tough. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember. Did I buy that already? Do I have that already? Yeah, and that's <laughs> actually interesting. I would imagine in your case, you must sometimes accidentally buy. A yes, double. I have. Couple of doubles here and there, no, nothing, nothing major. I mean, you know, if it's if it's very expensive, I remember buying it. You know, so, um, but for the most part, yeah, the, a couple of times, I'm like, oh shit, I got that already. Yeah, in the cell pile, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or maybe if you know one of my family members, you know, members of the character, I'll give it to them. Yeah, you know, do that once in a while. I mean, I guess as we sort of start to wind down here, are there any um, particularly memorable stories? Uh, that come to mind, you know, again, whether it's at a flea market or a store or, or just any stories, you know, in your quest to, to right. build your collection. I think, Anything I think that I, really stands out? I think I told you them all already. Um, not really. I mean, yeah, I think I did told you all the ones that, you know, I found some really, uh, well, I think the, 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 the one, the weirdest time I actually found a, um, oh, I didn't even find, I, we were at the shop. And this guy that used to come in the shop all the time, I forget his name. He, um, I, 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 I was going to buy something off of Steve, and I think it was a comic. It was a, it was a, it was a back issue of some kind. I forget who it was. And I was going to buy it, and the guy's like, I'll tell you what. He goes, he goes, if you give me that comic to, to, to buy, I'll give you an old fluorescent poster from the, from the 70s, a Marvel one. I'm like, what? I go, I go, 
are you sure? And I go, which one? He told me, I think it was a Thor one. And um, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, um, I'll hang on to this. <laughs> you bring in the poster. <laughs> I will trade then. <laughs> and he's like, no problem. And sure enough, a week later, he came in with the poster. And it was authentic. Good. And um, we trade it. Because I figured, you know, it was a back issue of a comic. I could always find that. Mm-hmm. Getting 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 a, um, a fluorescent poster for nothing really. I didn't even buy the damn book yet. Right. You know, um, shit. That, that's a deal I cannot pass up. You know. So, yeah, that's probably the strangest story. You know, you mentioned earlier about um, you know how you could go to a private collector to to buy your stuff. I mean, I, I kind of see a career for you as a private collector who other people right. go to, even just, you know, uh, to advise others right. in their collecting. I mean, was that something you would be interested in? In advising? Um, I guess, maybe. Or even like a personal shopper. Yeah. Well, that's tough, because if they, mm-hmm. they ask for something really specific... Um, but you seem like you would know, even if they ask for something really specific, you would know exactly where to start looking for that. Like right. Well, if Anthony it's, asked about the figures. If, it, if it's newer stuff... You know, but the, the older stuff, that's just, that's just, you know, that's just luck, you know, mm. right place, right time, you know. Then again, maybe if you turned it into a job, you might not enjoy it as much. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Ask Odo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the note of Odo, it's, it's really funny. So as I mentioned at the start, uh, we're recording here at Spider's Web. I just want to give a special shout out. Thank you to Paul Barrero, the, uh, the store's owner, for, for having us here today. And like I said, we're here on a Wednesday during store hours. Um, so if you've heard activity in the background, it's the bustle of, uh, <laughs> of new comic that book day. That was Paul. Paul <laughs> says hello. Uh, but while we've been recording here, I've spotted at least half a dozen uh, former Alternate Realities customers. I have my back to them, so now I feel really bad that I didn't notice any of them. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but it, you know, it's been nice to see uh, you know, people coming by. While you were feeding the meter, Brian showed me one of his latest purchases, <laughs> which, Brian, please feel free to describe it. It's uh, it's basically a, uh, a reel, like a fishing reel, and you basically catch Avengers gems. It's a, it's a tiny fishing reel for a child that has these little plates that you're supposed to catch, and they're called the the gems, and each one has a different Avenger face on them. And it's a little fishing that you drop it in a pool, and then you try and fish it out. And it's like, I, he shows it to me. I'm like, how did you not mention that already? This is one of the most weird things I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> it is weird, but it, look, it's a cute little toy. Um, once, it's the thing, you know, was, was, we were talking about it. You know, the figures you'll always find. You'll always mm. find someone with a, with a Marvel Legend or a Marvel Select, but that's the kind of toy that once, it's, when, once, you, once you get it or once it disappears, you'll never see it again mm. anywhere. It's just gone forever, you know? Yeah. I think but, we might have to take a picture of that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's right over there. We'll, <laughs> sure, not a problem. Pretty much this entire conversation, we've we've primarily focused on right. you know, the, the toys, statues, etc. Um, but how large is your actual comic book collection? Oh, I got about I don't know between forty five and maybe I haven't counted in a while. I got maybe about sheesh. Let me think. I don't know about between fifty and sixty long boxes. Oh, I thought you were gonna say fifty and sixty thousand books. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> oh hell no. I would think maybe around 10,000 books, maybe, between that's 10 a, and 12. That's a lot. That's nothing to sneeze at. But, right. you know, I don't know. In light of the, the rest of the collection, I guess maybe I was expecting even more. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of getting rid of a lot of stuff. I'm actually, you know, cause since I don't collect DC anymore, I'm actually thinking of just, just purging all my DC stuff. The toys. And I got some, you know, some old Batman stuff as far as toys are concerned. Um, Do you have any of the Kenner superpowers? superpowers? <laughs> um, loose, probably. 
I probably got them loose. Maybe we'll talk. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> See, yeah. Even on the show, we're all collecting. Yeah. See, it never ends. If, if you're going to start that, but then you have to decide, are you getting the figures? Are you getting the vehicles? Are you getting like the play sets? Vehicles I could do without. Playset, you know, they did do the Hall of Justice, yeah. and that would be tempting. Because then they could they could all go into the Hall of Justice. The, then that's the, your because that's display. the display. That's yeah. the display. Right. You put it on the shelf. You put them all around it. Well, on that note, gentlemen, I think that should do it. Unless, is there anything else that either of you guys wanted to talk about? Anything we didn't get to that you really wanted to wanted to bring up? I think so. No, I think we're good. Yeah, I don't no. think so. All right. Well, I thank both of you for being part of this season premiere of My Comic <laughs> Shop History. It was great speaking to both of you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, slightly different schedule this season. Uh, new episodes are still going to be released on Wednesdays, but it's going to be every other Wednesday uh, instead of every Wednesday. So uh, it'll still be 12 episodes, but every other week. So my comic shop history will, will run uh, through the, the very beginning of October. So you get more, uh, more months of my comic shop history, but same number of episodes. Um, but thank you to everyone who tuned into this. Please keep tuning in. we got some really fun, interesting stuff coming up. And as always, don't be a flat squirrel. My Comic Shop History is a Flat Squirrel production. Please visit flatsquirrelproductions.com to explore my other projects, including My Comic Shop documentary, By Spoon, The Jay Mizell Story, and the forthcoming Wacky Man, The Rise of a Puppeteer. Be sure to subscribe to My Comic Shop History on iTunes and catch up on Season 1. Like My Comic Shop History on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at Desi Westside. Likes, ratings, and reviews are always greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and continuing to support this show.